So two weeks ago, two weeks ago, right here in this room, we had our miracle night and it was an awesome night. How many of you guys were here that two weeks ago? All right. So last week, two weeks ago, we had six baptisms take place in this room. How many of you guys love seeing your friends being baptized? Yeah. Can we celebrate that? Come on. So that happened last week in this room. And then throughout all of the month of October, listen, listen. We gave a little over $7,000 in one month towards missions for the month of October. Can we celebrate that? Come on. That is a huge deal. And because of you guys giving, um, our church was a part of giving to that. And, and man, how amazing is that? That just in one month's time, we were able to give about $7,000 towards... That's crazy. That's insane. That's unheard of. That's spectacular. And it was really good. And it happened here. So actually it happened in less than a month's time because we didn't have church last Wednesday. So that's even cooler. Cooler. So tonight I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited to share this. Uh, actually all month long we're going to be talking about this. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys tonight. Um, don't We have Emerge next Wednesday. Do not forget to bring in for next Wednesday. We're going to take a little Thanksgiving break. So the 21st, I believe, we won't have service, but then we'll be back on the 28th. And so, um, uh, but you need to be here. But tonight, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about you. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Like, what's what's our favorite thing to talk about, right? It's ourselves, right? And so here's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about... You, we actually are talking about you. We're talking about your generation. Your generation is called Generation Z, right? Does everybody know what your generation is called? Or is that the first time you've ever heard that? Okay, you you may have heard that. And listen, listen. The entire reason that we're we're talking about you guys and your generation this month is is I want to talk about your generation. I want to talk about you. I want you guys to understand some things. Um, so generation Z is ages 18 and under. So which is most of you in this room, other than our volunteers, is 18 and under. And, 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 and it's pretty much this entire room. And let me tell you something. There, there's something unique that experts are saying about your generation, about you guys. And, and what they're, they're saying things like, if you guys, you find a cause so worthy, you'll fight for it. You'll fight for it. You'll stand up and fight for it. You find a cause or a reason to stand up and fight for you. You will go to battle for it. And, and they say also about your generation that the world isn't going to tell you your identity. You're going to tell the world what your identity is and who you are and all about you. They call your generation also the publisher generation. And the reason they call, the, it, call you guys that is because you guys put out content. You guys put out content, whether it be tweeting or, or Instagramming or Snapchatting or, or blogging or vlogging or... Yeah, how many guys, like, how many guys, be honest, how many of you guys have created a YouTube channel? Oh, uh, serious? Did you guys know that for kids, younger kids... Um, one of the most, one of the biggest things that they are asking for, for their birthday or for Christmas is their own YouTube channel. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get it. But, um, so here we, we're called, you're called the publisher. If there's a song you like, 
You tell the world about it. You post about it. You tell someone about it. You put it out there. If there's something that you're excited about, something that you love, you're not afraid to put it out there. If I can be honest with you guys tonight, and I might as well be, we're at church. Um, in, in modern churches, the way that churches are beginning to gauge um, attendance and influence and, and, and how they're reaching people, the way they're beginning to, taint, to change. To gauge that is not necessarily by butts and seats, which that's a good thing. We, we like to see people attending and people uh, together. We love that. But churches are beginning to engage their effectiveness by engagement. And, and what that means is by people either listening to podcasts or people uh, liking a, a post online. Or be, um, by the way, we have an Emerge podcast, if you didn't know. Um, you can find it on iTunes or Spotify and go find us, Emerge Youth Church. Anyways, um, social media, like tweets, retweets, shares, follow, follows. We are the, you are, I, I am not, I am way older than you guys. You guys are Generation Z and I'm excited for Generation Z. I'm excited for you guys and I truly believe that this group of students right here in this room, a group of students right now, I believe that you guys are influencers. I believe that you guys are world changers, and I believe it, that you guys are a group of people that if you get so excited about something, if you get so lit up about something, about the right cause or the right things, you can influence a nation. Do you agree? Do you believe that? Okay. See, this, this group right here, Generation Z, is a great group of influencers, but I believe that God wants to open our hearts and, and, and he wants to know or he wants us to know who we need to be influencers for. See, the greatest influence that you can be is an influence for the kingdom of God. That's the greatest influence you could ever be. See, God has given each and every single one of us. If you are alive, if your heart is beating, if you have uh, if you have breath in your lungs, God has given each one of us a purpose and a calling. And my prayer is that you'll begin to discover what that is and, and let that fuel your life. Let that fuel who you are. And if you're new here tonight and you may not understand what a calling means, um, that means that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And, and he doesn't want you to begin to wait to begin to develop that, to begin to learn that, to begin to know what that is. He wants... You to, be, you to begin to develop that and learn that now, even at a young age. So we're tonight, if you got your Bible, we're going to go, we're going to be in the book of Judges. We're going to Old Testament tonight, and we're going to be talking about a guy named Gideon. Not Gilligan, he was on the island. Gideon, Johnny liked that one. Um, but Gideon was an influencer. By the way, if you've ever seen Gilligan's Island, it's a class. It's like one of the best um, comedy, TV comedies ever. Um, I grew up on Gilligan's Island, but no, not literally on the island, but watching the island. So here's the thing about Gideon. <laughs> Johnny likes my jokes. So here's the thing about Gideon. Gideon was a was a influencer, but he didn't start out that way. And, and, and he didn't, just like a lot of us, we may not even feel like, we may not even know that we're influencers, but when God calls you and when God gives you a purpose, it changes the game. It changes everything. When you learn that about God, it changes everything. 
But here's what happened to Gideon. God came to him and God told him what to do. And here's how Gideon responds. He responds with fear. And I've got to be honest, even in my life, when I was younger, when I was a kid, and when God uh, showed me my purpose and my calling, the calling that he's put on my life, I was afraid. Even to this day, to be honest with you guys, even to this day, I still get afraid about some of the things that God's asking me to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not a bad thing, but it, it turns into a bad thing when we don't act on the calling that God's given us. And, and there's things that I get afraid about, like honestly, uh, pushing us or encouraging us or helping us to give towards missions all last month and to set a goal of $10,000. We, we set a goal for this year, 2018, to give $10,000 towards our missionaries. Last year, we only gave a little bit over 5000 So for me to challenge us, to challenge our church, to challenge our student ministry, say, hey, we barely even gave 5000 last year, but this year... We're going to give 10000 That was That was a kind of a fear in my heart. Like I was like, I, I don't know if we can do it. I'm not sure. I'm kind of afraid. I don't want to put this big goal out here and then totally fail. But when God is behind it, man, we can see great things happen. We can see great things happen. See, and, and, and I've got to be honest. Like when God showed me my calling, I was afraid. And, and here's what I love about Gideon, the humanity of Gideon. It gives me hope. Has anyone in this room ever been gripped by fear? Like you've been like so like shaken by fear, like maybe you freeze. How many of you guys, when you get scared, you punch? Anybody? How many of you guys like you kick, you you scream or you yell? I don't, I, one of my greatest joys in life is to scare people. I don't know what it is, but I love to scare. I like to see people jump and kick and punch. I don't know. And I've never gotten punched yet. Um, one of the scariest moments, listen, one of the scariest moments in my life that I've ever had in my life. I, I was in high school and I was at this amusement park in Oklahoma where I grew up. And, and it was right at the time when the, the ripcord ride came out. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know what the ripcord is, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's what they do. They strap you into this like canvas like suit thing. And then they attach you to like three other people. And then they put this, attach this big cable to your back and they pull you way up in the air. You know, like a million feet in the air. Yes, it's what it felt like anyways. And, and, so, and so here's the deal. I'm not even really scared of heights. I'd never ridden this ride before. It was brand new. I, I'm not even really scared of heights. Um, but this, the ripcord, it, it freaked me out. It really freaked me out. And when you're gripped with fear, all you can focus on is your weakness. And so you start to think like, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm way up here. I'm like a bug strapped in this thing. And if, and if we fall, like, I'm just going to splat on the ground. There's going to be, it's going to be a big skid mark where I landed. Like, it's going to be bad. Like, I'm going to fall straight to my death. So they start to raise you up. And it was just me and a, and a friend of mine. So they start to raise you up and you, you, it starts to pull you way up in the sky and you're like praying, oh, Jesus, if you let me live through this, I'll, I'll love you forever. I will go to Africa and I will tell them Africans about you. Like, like, you know, you start making a deal with God. You're so scared. And so they put me on this ripcord and they, and they get me all the way to the top. And, and if you've ever done the ripcord, one person is the ripcord puller, right? That was me. And I was like, mm-mm. 
I, I ain't pulling. Just let me down. Like I was yelling at the guy. Let me down. I don't, I don't want to pull this thing. So my friend, he starts reaching over and trying. And it was like over here on my side. And he's trying to grab. And so we are a million feet in the air fighting on this ripcord. He's like, I'm like, you're throwing elbow because your arms are like hanging off. Because by the time you write this, your arms are dead asleep. Your arms are hanging off. And we're like flopping back and forth, hitting each other. And there's no way. So my friend Josh, he's like, just pull the cord already. And I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And so we're like suspended in midair fighting. And he's trying to reach over the over over me and grab this cord. And then so all of a, I'm like fighting him off. And all, I grab the cord. He grabs my arm. Pulls the cord. <sighs> like, it's like you, you, it's like you're screaming, but nothing's coming out, right? You're like, <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm talking about? And, and so off we go. And like my stomach went up into my throat and I might've peed on some people as I was flying over them. And, and all of a sudden you're flying, you're free falling. And all of a sudden it catches you and you're flying out and you're like, uh, this is awesome. You know what I'm talking like it's it you, and all of a sudden your perspective it begins to shift and it's exhilarating it's so much fun and and what was terrifying all of a sudden becomes exhilarating. You see your your fear will make you focus on your weakness. It'll make you focus on your weakness but when you step out in faith your perspective begins to shift. See, when you step out in faith and when you let go of fear, the purpose that God has for you will begin to shine through and your walk with him will be so much more exciting, so much more inspiring. And it's the most exhilarating. I can tell you guys this. A life following Jesus is the most exhilarating adventure you'll ever go on. He'll challenge you. He'll change you. He'll take you into places that you've never gone before and help you do things that you've never done before. It's the greatest adventure you could ever have. When you step out in faith, your perspective begins to change. See, when you begin to allow fear to hold you back, it will begin to be a part of who you are. You begin to self like, I'm so afraid. I'm I'm anxious. and, and, And like, I'm scared. And instead of battling, instead of fighting that fear, we begin to take on the identity of fear and it begins to cripple us. See, I love the story of Gideon because even, even in his fear, he made the decision to step out in faith. I'm going to read this real quick. Judges 6, uh, 11 through 17 says this. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior of valor. But sir, Gideon replied, I want you to catch this. If the Lord is with this, why has all this happening happened to us? And let me tell you real quick what's been happening. Um, what's been happening is that the people of Israel were worshiping other gods than the only one true real God. And, and so what happened is they have been under attack for years by the Midianites. And so what here, here it goes on to say, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But catch this. But Lord, Gideon said, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. And the Lord answered, I'll be with you, and you will strike down all of the Midianites together. 
See, God says, God looks at Gideon and he says, Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. You're a mighty man of valor. You're courageous. You're bold. You're strong. So go save Israel. And here's what's, what's ironic is as soon as the Lord is speaking this over Gideon, Gideon turns right back and he tells the Lord the opposite over himself. God, my people are the weakest. I'm the smallest. My people are, are so weak. We're, 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 we're like little people. And, and Gideon is speaking words about himself according to his circumstances Instead of declaring the power that God has told him to do. Instead of declaring the call that God has put on his life. And, and here's the deal. Don't we do that sometimes? Don't you and I do that sometimes? See, God gives us a purpose or God gives us a calling and we begin to tell him back. We begin to basically say, God, I'm not sure if you're big enough to help me with my problems. God, I'm not sure, like, you, you've asked me to do this, but I, this is a pretty big thing you're asking me to do. And, and because what we do is we live in fear, or we feel like we're so insignificant, or we're not popular enough, or we're not good enough, or we're, we're too small, or that we're too weak. Well, I, I don't know the words to say. And we let fear drown out the voice of God in our lives. But you need to know, God doesn't call you by your name. He calls you by your calling. He knows you by your calling, what he's called you to do. Despite how you feel, God has a greater plan for you. You may feel worthless, but God don't, that, he don't feel that way towards you. He's got a great plan for you. God has a great plan for you. See, Gideon felt weak because of his circumstance, but God called him strong. And some of you feel like you're incapable, but God is calling you to the exact opposite. See, it's funny, is God is never like, you know what, you're right, you're weak, you're worthless, you're terrible, you're the weakest, your clan is the weakest. I think I'm going to go choose someone else. No, God says, you know what, I've put strength in you. I've given a calling on your life. I've put a purpose on your life. I'm going I'm to actually, I'm going to lead the way so you can be successful. I'm going to go ahead of you. I've chosen you. I've called you by name. My calling is not dependent on your circumstances. It's dependent on who you are and who God's called you to be. See, the world names you for what you've done, but Jesus names you for what he created you to be. It's not about your ability. It's about God's strength. If we just based everything on our ability, we wouldn't get very far. It's about God's strength. The Bible says that in your weakness... He's strong. And I love that about our God. Because there's so many times in my life where I am so weak. But then God comes through and he strengthens me. And he's there for me. And he walks through life with me. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, it says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Because of this, I now know that when I'm weak, I'm strong because of him. See, some of you in this room need to hear that tonight. It's not about your power. It's not about your ability. It's not about your gifts. It's about who God is. And then when you're weak, he makes you strong. If he's called you to it, he'll lead you through it. As a young kid, I, I, I was painfully shy. 
I was painfully shy. There would be moments and, and times where my parents would be in a group of people talking and I would be hiding behind my mom. Like I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to talk to people. I was so shy. Like there was a time in, in like third grade that I purposefully failed a spelling bee. I spelt the words totally wrong just because I didn't want to stand up in front of people. And I knew I could have beaten Nikki Knight. She had nothing on my spelling skills. But I let my fear drive. Yeah, I let my fear drive me. And, that, and, then, and, and, and my fear drove my life. But then I started to believe who God called me to be. I began to believe who he called me to be and, and not let that fear in my life. And even though I was weak in that area, and I've got to be honest with you guys, I'm still kind of shy. I'm, I may not show it here, but I'm still kind of shy. I'm still kind of quiet. But God calls me to another level. And where I'm weak, he makes me strong. And that's what I love about our God. And his word is true. His word does not diminish according to your circumstance or how you feel about it. See Colossians 1.5. <clears throat> it says, the message is true among you today as when you first heard it. It does not diminish or weaken over time. See, it would have been easy for me to, di- to diminish God's call on my life because of my shyness, because of my quietness. But in- instead, I chose to believe that the word of God is true and it changed everything about me. And some of you need to choose to believe the word that God has spoken over to you tonight. So you don't find out who you are in the presence of people. You find out who you are and his plan for you in the presence of God and by the word of God. See, your future promises from God are greater than your past memories. God's calling isn't determined by our feelings. There's so many times when God's calling on my life, it's such a huge deal. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't feel strong today. I don't feel powerful. I don't feel, I don't feel it today. But I'm so thankful that God's, God's, it's not determined on how I feel. Maybe you, you feel like you can't be used by God because of the mistakes you made. And I want you to know that God doesn't see you as your mistake. He sees you as your calling. <clears throat> Maybe you struggle with anxiety. Maybe you struggle with depression. You don't feel like you're capable of doing what God's called you to do. That tonight, God looks at you. And he's saying what he said to Gideon. You are a mighty man. You are a mighty woman of valor. You're courageous. You're bold. You're strong. See, you must believe God's word spoken over you. His promises. And you must step out in faith. Because here's the deal. When we step out in faith, there's no failure in faith. There's no failure in faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for, and the assurance of what we do not see. See, it, it's, it's, it's us, it's God saying, hey, you step out, and I'll put the, I'll, I'll he's basically saying, you, you take that step in faith. You do what I'm asking you to do, and I'll begin to pave the way. And I'll begin to open that next step. And I'll begin to help you take that next step. And I'll begin to open doors for you. You just trust me. That's God saying, you just trust me and I'll pave the way. It's like, it's like kind of like riding the ripcord. I, I was in fear, but I followed through 
And as I followed through, my perspective began to shift. When you step out in faith, your perspective begins to shift. See, for Gideon, he stepped out in faith and his perspective began to shift as well. He won the victory. And here's what I love about this story, and I'm, I am wrapping up. Um, I want you to see this real fast. Real fast. Look at how amazing God is. Get this. Gideon put together this army of over 30,000 men. And God was like, ah, that's too many. And so they, they narrowed it down to 10,000 men to go out and fight this whole group of people. And, and, um, and then God was like, ah, I don't know. That's still too many. And so you're like, wait a minute, God, like 10,000 against a whole group, a whole civilization of people. These people have been beating us up and destroying us for years. And you're asking us to make our army smaller? We want to destroy them. We want to crush them. And God was like, let's make your army only 300 people. 300 men. What God, you're crazy. But Gideon obeyed God. And because he obeyed God, Gideon and his 300 men defeated all of the Midianites, every single one of them. See, Gideon, he faced in impossible God odds, but he understood that when God calls you out, it requires a response. Re- responding to life situations um, with faith may be the most powerful testimony you could ever live out. See, tonight, I'm just going to ask you, and we're, we're about to break up, we're about to get into some groups real quick. Um, tonight, Will you choose to believe and to live out the call that God has placed over you? And I know tonight that God will give you the boldness to step out in faith and to follow him. See, you're defined by your calling. And fulfilling your calling requires faith.